You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. Please welcome Steve Musk. Good evening all. A little bit of background. About 15 years ago, my mental health diagnosis was bipolar affective disorder and I was on a mood stabiliser and an antidepressant. And uh, I got quite low at times, didn't often go manic, not to the extent that I bought Rolls Royces, but I used to go hypermanic, as they call it. A little bit manic, spent far too much money on cricket books I didn't need and couldn't afford. So I went to the psychiatrist and said, look, this is happening. And he was really good. Uh, He printed off a scientific paper showing that uh, if you're on a a mood stabiliser and an antidepressant, that can lead to hypomanic episodes. So he said, we'll lose the antidepressant. So I lost the antidepressant. Uh, Things were fine. I didn't get more depressed. Difficult to get more depressed than I was. Uh, I didn't get any more manic episodes. So that was fine quite a few years, maybe 10, 15. And then uh, uh, a life-changing event was the 2019 general election. Now, I'm a member of the Labour Party and the town close branch thereof, but uh, I'm about as pro-European and anti-Brexit as you can afford to be, and I didn't think much of the Labour Party policy. So there we were, sitting in a circle of 20 in the, uh, the old chapel for the Norfolk and Norwich Hospital, and I'd warned the chair and I informed everyone that uh, I thought our policy on Europe was a dog's dinner. I couldn't campaign for it. I couldn't even vote for it. And I might go and vote for the Lib Dems. So I apologised and left to a deafening silence. And I thought, what have you done, Stephen? Not only have you torpedoed your entire Norfolk-based social life, but you've betrayed a lot of your good friends. So I left, as I say, in deafening silence. First thing I did the next morning was uh, phone up the, uh, the, the, the medical centre at the UEA where my doctor is and demand an emergency appointment. And uh, he saw me pretty quickly and I said, look, I've just torpedoed my social life. I know last time I was on an antidepressant, I went hypermanic, but I really need something to give me a lift just in case something disastrous happens. So he said, yes, yes, okay, I can see that will be a problem and we'll keep a look out for uh, hypermanic episodes, but he decided to uh, prescribe a drug called uh, sertraline, which I had to make a couple of notes about because I want to get it right. Uh, sertraline is also known as Zoloft or Lustral. was first uh, used in 1990. It's uh, an SSRI, so it's uh, similar to Prozac, which I've had before and didn't work. And uh, it's for the treatment of depression and anxiety disorders. So we got onto this, and antidepressant effects generally take several months to, 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 have a, to, to take action. And I found myself uh, in a strange situation. I was, uh, my mornings are very uh, ritualized. I get up, I brush my teeth, I have a shower, I mop the shower floor, and I get my first cup of coffee and check my emails. And... Uh, I found that if there weren't any nasty emails, 
I was actually looking forward to the rest of the day for the first time ever. I thought, what's going on here? Am I actually being happy? I'm certainly not being unhappy. I rather like this. Perhaps this sertraline is the magic bullet. So yes, I was getting happier and more joyful. And uh, then it started to have a very definite effect against my various anxieties. I'll give you a few examples. The, uh, the drain to my shower began to block up and the water took a long time to disappear. And the, the, the pre-sertraline Steve would have catastrophized that like nobody's business, worked himself into a stupor and been very unhappy. But the new, the new Steve looked at it and said, right, we'll keep, a couple of, we'll keep an eye on that for a couple of days. If it's still blocked, I'll phone the man who does and he'll get it sorted, no problem. So a couple of days later, I phoned the man then the, the problem resolved itself and all the water drained away. But I'd behaved in a really mature and appropriate fashion. I hadn't stressed myself out about it. It was just a little problem. Problem solved, another tick for sertraline. And then uh, I began to think about my house. Now, I wasn't very impressed with my house. It was a bit tatty and... Uh, I regarded it as a place to store my books and my vinyl. No one ever came around to visit me. I wasn't very enthusiastic about it. But the new, more bouncy Steve thought, right, I'll spend a considerable point of part of my nest egg having a new kitchen, a new wet room, and tarting up the guest bedroom. So I've now got the house of which I'm proud. And uh, people still don't come, but uh, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I now know that my social life isn't based around my house. And as I said, I'm proud of it. So that's another tick for sertraline. Then during lockdown, which I loved, uh, <laughs> I, I, I met some new friends. There was uh, Beth, who was a, a student social worker who worked at the NR2 Food Bank. And there was Jess Morgan, who probably quite a few of you have heard play. She's a wonderful singer-songwriter. And they both made gestures of friendship towards me, which usually results in me feeling paranoid and being very disastrous. But all of a sudden, I was able to respond appropriately. And uh, I, I think I'm pleased to say that if, if you asked either of them, was I any good at becoming a friend, for the first time, people would have said yes. Another tick to sertraline. And then, of course, was the, uh, the re-entry to the Labour Party, which I... I, I was a bit worried about that because I don't like confrontation and I'd been a very naughty boy. I did vote Lib Dem, I think. So <laughs> the way to get back in there was I turned up at the NR2 food bank, bank which is run out of the synagogue on Essex Street. I turned up every day and said, can I volunteer? And after about three months, they finally said yes. And now, again, without the sertraline, I wouldn't have dared go into that situation. But now I'm back in the Labour Party. I'm regarded perhaps as a slightly flaky tendency to go off message, but basically heart in the right place. So another tick for sertraline. <laughs> Wonderful. So the past couple of years since I've been on the sertraline have been magic. Now, to a certain extent, also, Molly mentioned my book, and while I was writing that, I was learning to reinterpret old events to work out what behaviours are appropriate and wouldn't work for me and what was completely out of bollocks that I used to torture myself with. And uh, so that's helped as well. But sertraline has been the main, the main life changer. It, uh, it uh, does have side effects. Uh, uh, 
I'm 60 and I've got arthritis and surgical link causes muscle weakness, so uh, I'm not in great physical shape, but I'm prepared to tolerate that. And also, to a certain extent, I'm over-medicated. Uh, uh, I think I sleep probably about 11 hours a day. I have a, a full night's sleep and a, a power nap between, say, four and six. So when I say nap, I'm absolutely flat-out fast asleep. But I, when I wake up, I'm so disorientated that I have to check. If I've got clothes on, that means it's a nap. If I haven't got clothes on, that means it, it's the morning and I've just got up or just about to get up. So that's fine. So magic, certainly. Wonderful stuff. I've just turned 60. I'm beginning to behave appropriately. New slate, perhaps. How long have I got? Will I go in five years, 10, 15? Who knows, but uh, it's time to make the most of it. So I'm going to make the most of it. And that's the end of my talk. Steve Moss. <laughs> True Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website, truestorieslive.co.uk. We're super grateful to be supported by Arts Council England, Norfolk County Council and Writer Centre Norwich.